Hi, my name is Brooke Bartz. I want to say thank you for joining me. This is the Open Hearts Podcast. Wherever you're listening from, hopping in the van to take your kids to school, grabbing that last cup of coffee as you head out the door, curled up on the couch with the sun flooding through the morning window, or maybe you're sick and debilitated resting in your bed or walking in a trial that feels like it is consuming your world. Well, I want you to know something right now, that we are here as women together, as a community of women, of like-minded believers, listening together all across the world. I wanna say thank you. I am so glad that you are tuning in and I know you will be encouraged to be a woman set apart to the glory of Jesus Christ alone. Welcome to the Open Hearts Podcast. This is episode four. Hi, Open Hearts gals. I'm so glad you are all back. You know, it's not easy. The persecution we face and the unkind opinions and hate that you will receive if you continue to hold fast to the rock and the God of the Bible. But I want to encourage you to keep standing firm. Do not be ashamed of the gospel. Well, as you know, in the last episode, I told you this would be two-part episodes. The first episode, I took on the heavy-hearted discussion of abortion and the stance Christians should have that they must stand against abortion. Well, this is a second episode. Today, I'm discussing, as Christians that are against abortion, why we must vote Republican. We must vote conservative. We must vote for Trump for our president. Well, I'm sure like you in this very heated time, that if you are standing pro-life, you have people who are railing against you. Because if you are a Christian, you should not vote for a political party or presidential candidate who upholds, believes, and pushes an agenda for murdering innocent children, for slaughtering babies, for ripping up that little precious image bearer inside the womb of a woman. Scripture we hold to tells us, as we learned in the first episode, to walk in the light as he, Christ our Lord, our maker is in the light. Listen to the verse. 1 John 1, 5-7. This is the message we have heard from Him and proclaim to you, that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with Him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus His Son cleanses us from all sin. Well, Open Hearts gals, what I want to talk to you today is about abortion and voting conservative. Abortion is murdering what God knit and formed. Abortion is taking the life breath away from a baby, a baby who was created by the Lord God, who first made the first man by breathing life into him, Adam. Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living person. Genesis 2-7. God breathed life into Adam, 
And every breath that that baby takes in the womb is from the God who gives breath. Open hearts, gals. Abortion is slaughtering the baby God knew before time. For the majority of the Democratic Party, they believe in abortion, committing mass infanticide and sacrificing the unborn babies to the beliefs of that party's selfish feminist agenda, an agenda that says, I want to live my life the way I want to. A feminist agenda and mindset from a woman who has an abortion is hostile to God. They play God. They make themselves a God by determining that they are the ones who get to decide if someone lives or dies. This makes themselves a little God. Well, God is the one who numbers our days. We know this. God is the one who has appointed everyone a time to die. God has numbered the hairs on our head. The Lord gives life and he determines our time like it tells us in Ecclesiastes. Abortion is a woman becoming a little God by committing murder, by ending a life, by willingly choosing to kill their own child. Because we know that God is the author of life. He gives life. He takes life. Therefore, murder is taking the life that God has created in his own image. We are called to not murder. It is a command in scripture. So how can we vote for a party and policies that want to legalize murder when God tells us thou shall not murder? He hates murder. Application one. Open hearts, gals, if we understand that God hates murder, then we have to take the word of God and use biblical wisdom to apply it to our current election. This is why we must vote conservative. If we understand that God hates murder, then we have to take the word of God and use biblical wisdom to this election. Why isn't it as simple as voting in an office, a political party that is fighting against abortion? It should be that simple when we go to the polls. Abortion is not an issue or a crisis or a choice. It is a sin against a holy God. And if we willingly vote to promote and defend and legalize that sin, we are now taking God's word and trampling it under our mortal feet, choosing our way over the commands of our creator, whose image we are made in. Light would never approve or give approval heartily to those who want to vote to legalize abortion. Open hearts, gals. God tells us in his scriptures, he hates evil. He hates murder. So therefore, as believers, we hate it. And therefore, we don't vote to keep it legal. Why are people voting for dark policies, ideologies? Why are they okay with abortion? Well, it comes down to this, application two, people's views on God. He is not the authority in their life, and his scripture holds no authority over their decisions in their life. They are saying his word is not sufficient. If it was sufficient, complete, and God is all-knowing, and they believed his entire word from start to finish, not cutting and pasting what they want from verses that suit their agenda, then they would understand that murder is murder. The most effective means, ladies, to battle abortion that you can do when you vote is to not vote in an office those who are for it. How do you battle it by voting for a party as a collective majority that wants to legalize it? This is absolutely backwards and not walking in the light. We must walk in the light. Listen to these verses. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. John 1, 5. John 8, 12. 
Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Ephesians 5.8 For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. John 3.19 And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world. The truth. The God of the ages. Christ incarnate. And people love darkness, the rest of the verse says, rather than the light because their works were evil. The light has come into the world, the light of truth, Christ, that shines in our hearts. Open hearts, gals, you need to know that the majority of the Democrats, the U.S. Senate and House of Representatives are unified in their approval of their party when it comes to supporting abortion. And the majority of all Republicans stand for and support their party's position against abortion. Since the majority of the Republicans are against abortion, simple logic tells us that majority rules. Therefore, we vote for a party that will fight against it. Believers should never support a political party that wants to allow people to be able to commit sin on purpose and agrees with that party in open rebellion against a holy, majestic, and just God. Let me repeat that. Why would we vote for a party that wants to allow people to be able to commit sin willingly on purpose and agrees in open rebellion against a holy, majestic, and just God that murder is okay? The Bible tells us to walk in light as Christians, as Christ is in the light. But yet, that is what you are doing if you are supporting Biden and the Democrats is walking in opposite of light. You are walking in darkness. Why would we as Christians vote Democratic? To put in office a liberal president who goes against the commands of God, who stands with his political party, the Democrats, on this issue. God's word says, thou shall not murder. Look at the irony of this. They are murdering babies, yet there are ads for puppy mills, humane society, Dawn soap commercials that donate to save the penguins, bumper stickers to save the bees, laws in place to preserve forests, and people care more about nature and the Green Deal than the sacredity of life, the life of a child. People shed more tears when their pets die, yet they have no conscience or don't think twice about walking into a voting booth, pulling the lever for a party that vehemently warring against the rights for women to have abortion up to full term. They are fighting for women to be able to commit a murder. They are saying that life has no choice, but that baby is alive and that baby has rights. Joe Biden recently said this. In the recent NBC town hall, Biden was asked about Judge Amy Coney Barrett overturning Roe v. Wade. Number one, we don't know exactly what she will do, although expectation is that she might, may very well move to overrule Roe, he said. And the only thing, the only responsible response to that would be to pass legislation making Roe the law of the land. That's what I would do. In a recent Twitter feed on October 5th, he tweeted, Roe v. Wade must remain the law of the land. So where did abortion and the law come into place? How did the two come together? What is Roe v. Wade? Well, in January of 1973, the Supreme Court issued a 7-2 decision ruling that the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution provides a right to privacy that protects a pregnant woman's right to choose whether or not to have an abortion. This was a landmark decision of the U.S. Supreme Court. 
and the court ruled that the Constitution of the United States protects a pregnant woman's liberty, they call it liberty, to choose to have an abortion without excessive government restriction. Well, that ruling by the Supreme Court in 1973 made abortion legal in the U.S. But now you need to know at this time, there are more than 20 states ready to ban abortion if Roe v. Wade is overturned. Y'all, that's why it was so important for Justice Barrett to be confirmed. As Christians, we need to pray that this justice, Amy Coney Barrett, will be a voice to overturn Roe v. Wade. So this is how we live in light. This is light, not voting for abortion. We don't want to look and be those who live in darkness, those who walk in darkness. Darkness is the organization of Planned Parenthood. Darkness supports Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ rights, and the heinous slaughtering of children by abortion. These are ideologies that are false and abhorrent. These were created by fallen man. So what is Planned Parenthood? Why is this important? Well, abortions make up 95% of Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood recently released their official report, and the numbers are devastating and unbearable. By their own admission, Planned Parenthood Federation of America has aborted 1,768 babies per day in their last fiscal year. That's more than any other abortion provider in the United States. And Planned Parenthood's highest number since fiscal year 2011. Planned Parenthood has officially endorsed Joe Biden, saying, Joe Biden is the only candidate in this race who will stand up for our health and our rights. Acting President Alexis McGill Johnson said in a statement, He was instrumental in the creation of the Affordable Care Act, which is Obamacare, which expanded birth control with no copay to 63 million women and in helping to ensure that sexual and reproductive health care was accessible across the country. He has spoken out for LGBTQ plus rights and against the systemic racism in this country that is costing black people their lives. Biden has committed to champion access to sexual and reproductive health care, including access to abortion and to fight for our communities. When he left the Senate, Vice President Joe Biden had a 100% voting record for Planned Parenthood Action Fund and has been clear he is 100% for sexual and reproductive health, and we are going to hold him to that. The irony of this statement that Planned Parenthood put out, supporting Black Lives Matter, how can any life and the life of black babies matter if Planned Parenthood says this on their website? Quote, one in five women in the U.S. has visited a Planned Parenthood health center at some point in her life. Planned Parenthood health centers provide birth control information and services that help women prevent an estimated 516,000 unintended pregnancies and 217,000 abortions every year. In 2013, 14% of Planned Parenthood patients were African Americans, more than 370,000 people. Between 2003 and 2013, the number of African-American patients increased by 12%. Babies are dying at the hands of Planned Parenthood. That's them saying it themselves. They have committed this amount of abortions, and they have done this with black women, with black babies. Kamala Harris says this, and she's running for the office of vice president. Her words. We must keep fighting to defend and expand on the progress made for women's rights and reproductive health, not pass a 20-week abortion ban. 
The secular wording for abortion used by Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, and the world and Democrats and believers is this. Women's rights, reproductive health, women's reproductive rights, women's choice, access to a medical procedure, reproductive freedom, planned parenthood. Open hearts, gals, this is the world's view of a child's life. This is a world's view and the wording that they use for abortion. This is secular. But the Bible and God calls abortion murder, darkness, hands that shed innocent blood, evil, a reprobate mind given over. Kamala Harris has advocated for policies that allow for late-term abortions. This issue was presented to Harris back in February of 2019 when conservative news outlet The Daily Caller asked various Democratic senators if there was a point at which abortion would be considered immoral. Harris did not offer a direct answer, instead saying, I think it's up to a woman to make that decision, and I will always stand by that. I think she needs to make that decision with her doctor, with her priest, with her spouse. Well, y'all, what we've learned is that Roe v. Wade requires that abortion be permissible even at the end of pregnancy whenever a physician believes it's necessary to protect a woman's health. So basically, a woman can decide up to full term. So Kamala Harris is saying it is her decision. If she wants to at full term, she has every right to abort that baby. This is her argument for abortion. This is what she believes. And the majority of the Democratic Party, they are for abortion. Some would not want it as late in trimester of a woman, they say. But God tells us murder of a human life is murder. It does not matter at what stage. At conception, a baby is alive. President Trump and the majority of the Republican Party are against abortion. This year, he became the first sitting president to attend the March for Life and told participants, unborn children have never had a stronger defender in the White House. Unborn children have never had a stronger defender in the White House. That's what he said. The Women's Health Protection Act is further proof that Democrats plan to legalize abortions up till birth. It's found in the text of the Women's Health Protection Act, which is actively co-sponsored, listen to this number, by 44 of 47 Democrats in the U.S. Senate and 217 of 235 Democrats in the U.S. House of Representatives. Both the House bill and the Senate bill, which is co-sponsored by Kamala Harris, would do this, eliminate all limitations or requirements on abortions after fetal viability. If the treating healthcare provider, this is all in quotes, decides that continuation of the pregnancy would pose a risk to the pregnant patient's life or health, it defines a healthcare provider to include any entity or individual who is licensed or certified to perform abortion services. It would overturn more than 400 restrictions on abortion that have been passed by state and local government since 2010. This act bans states from prohibiting abortion after fetal viability when any licensed abortionist says there is a risk, quote unquote, to the health, quote unquote, of the mother. So you can terminate a baby at any stage is what this is saying at nine months. And understand this, if you take the abortion pill and it doesn't work, that baby is suffering. If you have a botched abortion and that baby is still alive, if that baby is born, they will let the baby die. That is absolutely horrific. These babies did not break a law, but the Democrats want to enforce a law that gives a woman the ability to kill their unborn baby at full term. 
This is intentional murder. This gives life no voice, no choice. The decision is made and actively and willfully done. Open hearts, gals, let me ask you a question. Do you know why those who claim to be Christians or say they are Christians are so angry at you for voting for Trump and being Republican? Because they are suppressing the truth. Everyone knows murder is wrong. Even the serial killer can be kind to his sick grandma. He has the law of God and conscience bears witness. But people who vote for the Democratic Party who hate Trump for being foul-mouthed, prideful, which by the way, so is Joe Biden, the majority of the people that tell me they are voting Democrat, but they are quote-unquote Christians, say it's because they cannot stand or hate Trump. Well, we aren't supposed to hate anyone. Hate is likened to committing murder in your heart. So right then, if you are using that excuse to vote for Biden, that is breaking God's law because you have hate in your heart. You are in sin. They hide behind these excuses, but their conscience is screaming at them. And if they are the Lord's, the Holy Spirit is convicting them that murder and abortion are wrong. Some believers are starting to listen to pastors who pastors who are not speaking truth in this matter. Recently, John Piper, well-known pastor, author who founded Desiring God, came out and said he was voting for neither, stating that pride is just as deadly as abortion. How can we rationalize that statement? We are all guilty of the sin of pride every day, as is Trump and Biden. And you and I, we have God living in us, the Holy Spirit transforming us to look more like our Savior. And every day we still commit sins of pride, anger, jealousy, and even at times hate. But the act of abortion is a sin that is willfully committed. Choosing to murder, choosing to kill a child's life, it's ending an innocent life. This statement he makes is apples to oranges, and it's arrogant in itself. Using his voice to justify scripture by comparing abortion to pride. This is hedonistic. Piper says this, My allegiance to Jesus sets me at odds with death, death by abortion and death by arrogance. Well, Piper has over 1 million followers on Twitter, and this article is misleading. Piper claims he is not trying to influence, but when you have that many followers, 1 million followers on Twitter, and then we know his words will impact and influence. And by using scripture to appeal to his audience, I believe that this is false humility and hedonistic. He is using the word of God in his platform to encourage others not to vote, to write in a name. I only pray that believers are discerning enough to not be swayed. Piper is a man. He's fallen just like you and I. And in this statement, in this article he wrote, I completely disagree. We are not of the world, but we are in the world. Why now is Piper doing this before the election? Piper fails to acknowledge that Biden is prideful too. Both candidates are. But letting your emotions for an unbelieving, which both are unbelieving candidates, override your duty as a Christian to vote to me is absurd. By not voting, you are letting everyone who trusts and follows you know that they can do the same and write in a name on the ballot. His argument leads them in that, and it affects people, and I just pray it doesn't affect their choice. 
that they will walk in light in this matter. By not voting, you are voting for a political party and policy that wants to allow mass genocide, mass infanticide. Piper punts the question to save face with the fringe liberal evangelicals with that weak argument. And his comment doesn't make sense. Voting is the way laws are made. Changes are amended within our society. We want a majority in power that will uphold those laws and act according to Romans 13. Therefore, as Christians, we must vote conservative. We must vote Republican. We must vote for Trump because a majority of conservatives and party in any form of office that are on the Republican side are against abortion. And then there are those pastors who speak out boldly to stand against abortion. John MacArthur says this, Certainly, from a biblical standpoint, Christians could not vote Democratic. There is no way that a Christian can affirm the slaughter of babies, homosexual activity, homosexual marriage, or any kind of gross immorality, MacArthur asserted. No way we could stand behind a candidate who was affirming transgender behavior, which of course is really the reprobate mind of Romans 1. MacArthur said he told Trump in an article when he called him that abortion and LG. BT matters aren't even political of us, but rather these things are biblical. These things are laid down by the word of God. This is MacArthur, quote, I said to Trump, any real true believer is going to be on your side in this election because it's not just an individual. It's an entire set of policies that Christians cannot in any way affirm, he added. I completely wholeheartedly agree with Pastor MacArthur. This is truth. This is the word of God. Open hearts, gals, you must remember, you are not voting for a pastor, like John MacArthur has stated. Ladies, Trump is not a pastor. He is a sinner running for president. He is running for office in government as a chief commander. Open hearts, gals, God himself instituted laws from the Old Testament to Moses bringing down the Ten Commandments. The Bible clearly addresses government issues. We know this. Laws were instituted by God and followed in biblical times as they are now. Christ addresses the Pharisees, rendered to God what is God's and Caesar's what is Caesar's. There are courts, there were prisons, there were punishments in biblical times for those who broke the laws. The law was made to be our tutor to show us we could not meet it and keep it perfectly. And then Christ came and abolished that need for us to be perfect because we couldn't stand before a holy God. We are not perfect. We sin every day. We break the laws. The standard we could not meet. But still, after Christ abolished that, he preached that we are to obey the government and live under the laws. So we follow the Constitution. We follow the laws unless they ask us to sin. We are voting to put in place laws that are against sin, against murder, against abortion. So we know that government and laws are clearly part of the Bible. So we need to exercise our right to vote, our civil liberty. It's the laws that we want to have changed and amended. It's the laws we vote for. Application three, we must take godly care to vote based on what the word of God says. Again, we must take godly care to vote based on what the word of God says, not our opinions, not our emotions. What does God's word say? God says, thou shall not murder, and he hates hands that shed innocent blood. In the last episode, I gave you those verses. Here they are again. Exodus twenty thirteen. you shall not murder. Deuteronomy five seventeen. 
you shall not murder. Proverbs 6, 16 through 17. There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. And this verse about a child being killed in the womb from Exodus 21, verses 23 through 25. When men strive together and hit a pregnant woman so that her child come out, but there is no harm, the one who hit her shall be surely fined, as the woman's husband shall impose on him, and he shall pay as the judge, the judge determines. There's law right there. But if there is harm, then you shall pay life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. This verse is addressing that even hitting a pregnant woman, a person is breaking the law. And it says, as the judge determines, stressing the law. But it goes on to say that there is harm. If there is harm, that is a life for a life. It's talking about a baby, calling it a life. This law proves that God expects the innocent, the baby in the womb, to be protected. An unborn is a human being. Even though that baby is in the womb, or called by liberals, a choice, a clump of cells, tissue, God calls that baby by his word a human being who in this verse deserves protection. Jesus wanted this emphatically understood. He became human and was carried nine months in the womb of Mary. God himself humbled himself and became human and he had to be born. He had to be brought into this world by Mary giving birth. Jesus was alive in the womb. God before time chose to condescend in human form. Was not Christ alive in Mary? This was part of God's plan. Jesus became an unborn child, a baby carried and delivered by Mary. Jesus spent nine months in the womb to prove that life begins not only before time because of the plan of God, but to show that life is in the womb. Christ was alive as an infant in the womb. Christ became human. Christ was a baby born by a woman. God created man. In his image. In the image he created them, male and female. God created us before time, before we were even knit and formed. God knew you. You were a human. A human cannot become human once they are born. They are human when they are created by God. Being born is not how you become human. Listen to this verse in Jeremiah 1 5. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. God says to Jeremiah, even before you were born in the womb, actually formed, he knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. God determines the life of a human being, even before a thought of sexual intercourse, before the act, pregnancy, being an embryo, a fetus, even before actually being created, it says he knew you. He gave life. How is this possible? This is God's sovereign plan. His omniscient mind, speaking of Jeremiah the prophet before he was even conceived, he was already a human, according to the words of God. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. Christians and ladies listening, open hearts, gals. God tells us we have no excuse. We know him by his word. We know him by creation. He created that baby before time. You and I are without excuse if you choose to ignore the life of the unborn 
by choosing to vote into place a party that is for murdering those lives in the womb. Those God knew. Those God knit and formed. Those God made in his image. Those children in the womb. Just as Christ our Lord, as an unborn, spent nine months alive. Christ was in the womb. Christ was alive in the womb. How can we choose to turn our head from the murders committed every day by voting to keep this legal and up to full term? We as believers represent God and vote for a party because of the policies. We vote for those who are against homosexuality, against sexual immorality, or against pedophilia. These are clear principles outlined in scripture. The majority of the Republican Party is against these evil things, and the Democratic Party supports them fully. In closing, let me say this. As believers, your vote and my vote ultimately should have nothing to do with the person and people running. You and I answer to the Lord. I am a Christian voting in a fallen world with fallen rules. Government and the people running should never be compared to church and pastors. I understand that both these men are not saved, but as believers who are called to be salt and light, there's our word, light, in a generation that loves evil, we cannot be walking in the light and being a voice for truth like salt if we are voting for the party that wants to take away our rights to bear arms, our religious freedom to go to church, they are for defunding the police, they give hearty approval to sexual immorality like homosexuality, transgender, and even pedophilia, and they support mass infanticide, torture of a child in the womb, the murdering of babies. This is a reprobate culture that thinks with dark minds, thinking by an evil and liberal party that will influence our generation with further evil. It's not even voting for the lesser of the two evils. As people, both the presidential candidates are sinners, like you and me. But as believers, the party is the lesser because the conservative party is against abortion. Open hearts, gals, this is not our home. Remember that. Christ is the head of the church. No person in political power can take that authority from him. He is a supreme ruler who rules on high, looks down on earth, laughs at his scoffers, who does not bow to the country, the world leaders, the government, the media, the liberal agenda. He bows for no one and to no one. He is our sovereign, majestic ruler. And ultimately, his purposes and plans will stand. The king's heart is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he will. Proverbs 21, 1. So as believers, we have been given the right by our creator to follow the law and to vote. Voting is a way that we choose our rulers, our president, and effect change to the party we choose supports, and also those that stand against the things that we stand against, abortion. It is our constitutional right to vote, and it is our constitutional right to protect our civil liberties. Open hearts, gals, you have a voice for Christ. Tell others you know about this episode and get out and vote to stand against abortion. At the end of your life, when you meet your maker, you will stand, knowing you used your right as a Christian, to vote for a party overall that stands for life. And those babies that have been murdered will be there in heaven with their beautiful, glorified bodies. And with your eyes, you will behold, Christ will wipe away every tear. There will be no more tears, no more pain, no more suffering, no more injustices, and no more abortions. Only life everlasting with our Abba Father. There is no debate if we go by scripture. If we go by scripture, we stand against murder.
We are against murder. We are against darkness. And we are against abortion. And we are for the lives of the unborn. I implore you to vote conservative. Vote Republican. Walk in light as your Savior is in the light. Well, I want to thank you for tuning into this episode. I'm praying for all of you, and I will see you next time. Love you, open hearts, gals. Bye. Oh.